Welcome to Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Rieschak. I'm here with author Ben Winter. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, you have this book out called What to Expect When Having Expectations, Using the Anger of Unmet Expectations to Find Peace. It's a mouthful. It is. <laughs> so what led you to write this book? A lot of it comes from my background in improv. I've been doing improv for over a decade. I teach improv. And one of the things that I constantly came across when I was teaching was this understanding that the only reason we get upset is because an expectation hasn't been met. And I took that idea and I just sort of ran with it. It was like, that's great, but how do I solve that for people? And so I just started, started working through it and ultimately came to the conclusion that I needed to write this book. Isn't it wonderful when we use our daily work to write something that says we need to fix something. Here's a, how to do it. Yeah. It, it does work so much better that way. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And we get the thing outside of the box when we're already in the creative mind to begin with. Yes. So you have this. So what is some of the little tidbits? Don't go into too much detail, but little tidbits that you put in there. Yeah, one of the things that I like to tell people is in society today, a lot of people say, don't get upset, stop being upset. You know, that being upset is like a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And in my world, being upset is just a wonderful point in time where you get to make a choice. And this book basically takes that moment of being upset and kind of teaches you how to look at it differently to understand like, Hey, I had an expectation. I didn't realize I had, and now I can do something about it. I can take a look at what that expectation was and where it came from. And is it's something that serves me and do I want to keep doing what I keep doing? So it's more just that moment in time that I absolutely love because it's, it's a, a point in time where you can grow from it or you can stay stuck and not do anything about it. So. Right. I find some of my most creative moments happen when I'm upset or angry because then you have 20,000 different possibilities that you can go to. Doesn't mean <laughs> they're all right or correct in society, but there's 20,000 different possibilities that you can draw from for inspiration and creative. Exactly. So I, I tell people, I'm like, it's fine to get upset. Just don't stay there. Mm -hmm. Use it as a, a point to, to move forward in life. Right. Stay there yeah. for five or 10 minutes. Sure. <laughs> that's all you need. Really. Yeah. Don't, don't hold on to it for the next 10 years. Exactly. No, you don't need it. It's baggage. We don't need. Agreed. <laughs> it's, it does not serve us in the long run to carry it around. No, it doesn't. We don't need to carry around things that happen in elementary school or middle school. We don't need to carry around our first failed marriage. We don't need to carry around our expectations that our parents gave us growing up. We don't have to carry this around. No, we don't. It's and you know, it's another thing to just look back like on a failed marriage and say, what, what good came of the marriage? What did you learn about yourself? What did you gain as a result of being in that marriage? You know, I, I had a first marriage it's done. Uh, but I gained so much from it that there's no reason for me to ever be upset with who I was married to. 
right. like that doesn't serve me. It it's better for me to look at, Hey, I, I learned improv. I started my own business. I have a son, like all these things are great. And they would never have happened had I not met this person, married them and, you know, ultimately gotten a divorce. So it's fine. And there's no reason. It's a very adult conversation that you just had. We don't (laughs) need to go into, oh, so-and-so is a whatever because we got a divorce and we can't function with them. No, let's look at the positive leave all the garbage in the garbage can behind us and move on because without the garbage, we wouldn't be the person that we are today. We learn lessons from back here. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it doesn't serve our child if we're sitting there angry with each other. Like that doesn't, Mm -hmm. that's just creates a horrible experience for him. And he doesn't need that in his life. He's, he's a growing kid. He's got all the stresses of a growing kid. He doesn't need, you know, parents that aren't married fighting. (laughs) It just doesn't work. (laughs) No, when we take, okay, I come from a divorce family. So as a child, when you have parents always arguing, what does it do to the child? It's just you internalize and then you carry on the parent's baggage that you don't even realize you're carrying because you're a child. Exactly. So no reason to put that on a child. <laughs> no, we don't need to give our children our garbage. No, definitely not. But this isn't the only book you wrote. Nope, I've got others. Uh, my first one is called Living Unscripted. And that's more about using the tools and techniques of improv for everyday life uh, and living every day. Because that's what we do in life. We improvise. We improvise every moment of every day. And when I first took my first improv class, it was like the scariest thing. Cause I, I kept saying to myself, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not funny enough. Like every reason why I couldn't do improv. And then I took my first improv class. And the first thing they talk about are the rules of improv. And that if you follow the rules of improv, you'll be fine. And so as I've been doing improv for 10 years, I find that I use the same rules and techniques of improv just on habit now, just all the time. And so I, I was like, well, let me teach other people how to use the tools and techniques of improv for everyday life, because it just works so much better when mm-hmm. you're, when you have this information. So, it does. so yeah, that's what that first book is about. And then you went into business unscripted, which yep. is probably if I have to link the two to improv and business. <laughs> very good. <laughs> and this is very important in the entire entrepreneurial world because what do we do as entrepreneurs we improv everything yes i mean you don't think of it as this is what you're doing but in reality this is what you're doing yeah and so the first four books they're they're pretty much the same just mm-hmm. one specialized for business one specifically for team building and one specifically for relationships uh, but living unscripted is more like the general gist of the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so if anybody's listening and they want to buy one, just buy one of those. Don't buy all four. You'll, unless you're planning on giving them away as gifts, in which case buy away. But uh, I actually, I had somebody at a seminar once wanting to buy like all five. And I'm like, um, do you want to, because the fifth one's, uh, it's a slightly similar, but with a little more depth of my past. 
and how things might have been different. But they came up with all five books, and I was like, yeah, are you going to give these away as gifts? Because they're all the same. <laughs> so um so she put a bunch of them down so <laughs> never 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 business do that if they wanted to buy buy with the same book essentially yeah but buy. you know i have to be honest because if they would have gone home started reading the second one and they were like this is the same book i would have been like and then they start giving me a bad review because you know you know i just want to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's funny but at the same time it's yeah, no, I... we we have to be honest with our readers as authors, as business people. We try to be business orientated, and we want the sale, but at the same time, we also want to be true to our customer. Exactly, you know, and I've got like eight more books in the in the works that I'm working on, so eventually they can buy all like ten of them, and everything will be fine. <laughs> make a box set <laughs> yeah exactly there you go put them all in the box set if they want to read all 10 books that are a little bit different but the same thing <laughs> you know? now the other the other ones i have oh. in the works are completely different okay <laughs> so they will that, that's a little bit better yes it's not it's not eight more like just offshoots here and there so <laughs> well see this is fun because we have Okay, I'm a fantasy author. I don't write um, nonfiction books. I do write for magazines. That's about as un, you know fan, um, nonfiction as I get. But at the same time, the nonfiction is what we need to grow as people in relationships and business as authors. Because I'm doing this whole thing for magazines right now where an author is an entrepreneur. Yeah. We have to change our mindset, right? Your book is your business. So I'm giving you business advice on your books to sell more books, but it doesn't say books. So. <laughs> yeah, whatever it, you know, it's each one's going to talk to a different audience. So that's, right. that's where they kind of come into the play. Right. Do we want to reach the person that's not in a relationship or is in a relationship and needs to change how they function in a relationship or the business mind or, even though yeah. it's improv and they're all essentially the same, it's worded for different mindsets. Exactly. Because somebody may just want a better understanding of how to work in the business world using improv. And so they're going to get that book. So it, it, you know, it works out. Yeah. Yeah. So you have eight or several that you're working on. What might be the ones that you're working on? So the next one I think that'll come out is all around perspective of uh, what people think is right, not as in right and left poli uh, politics, but like, um, you know, what that what somebody moral, thinks and believes they're right about. Compass. It's it's sort of like a moral compass. It's, you know, so somebody who grows up in a household full of hate and bigotry and all that sort of thing, their reality is that that's their world hate and bigotry and they're right about what they believe about other people and and skin color or whatever it may be that while i don't agree with it and i think it's absolutely wrong and it's it shouldn't be part of humanity like we should be good and nice to each other but that's my reality i grew up in the reality of like everybody's a person treat everybody with respect Whereas somebody else who grew up not treating everybody with respect, you know, that's their perspective on life. And so it's really, it's, it's 
a mind meld. It's the mindset. Now, yeah. I do it's a just, lot of mindset things. Have you listened to the mindset coach, Antonio T. Smith? Because what a lot of what you're saying, he says in his podcast. I have not. Yeah. It, but, it's uh, just wonderful to hear two parallels. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and I think this is slightly different than mindset training because mm-hmm. you can take what you're doing and change your mindset to get more of what you want. But this is more of like understanding uh, where somebody's coming from and why they might be coming from a perspective that's different. Because in our political environment, we do have a lot of um, your political views are wrong. No, your political views are wrong. No, your your views on life are wrong. No, your you know it's all just everybody battling each other because they think the other person's right. wrong. You can't have a conversation because right. our views are so different because our perspectives are different. Exactly. And so when, when everybody's just arguing because nobody wants to be wrong, nothing, nothing good is going to come of that. So if you can stop for a second, realize they're looking at, you know, you guys are all in the same house. They just happen to be looking out the the windows in the back. You're looking out the windows on the side and you just see the world differently. It's not that the world is like, neither one has the full view of what the world is. They're just looking out their perspective uh, windows. And so it's, it's really kind of diving into, uh, you know, where all that comes from, what might be a way to work through that for people, um, not to make anybody wrong or anything like that, but it's, it's a very interesting world to explore because, you know, when I see somebody doing something that I think is absolutely wrong and horrible and mean and bad, that's my perspective. That's mm-hmm. not their perspective. And right. it really is just the weirdest thing to research and explore because <laughs> it, it is a very weird topic to go into and try to explain because yeah. I do this a lot and it's put yourself in the other person's shoes well you really can't but if you try to look at things from how they grew up you might have an understanding that you didn't have five minutes ago it, exactly and, and that's that's part of the book. You got to take yourself out of your own shoes and, you know, either stand at the side and look at both pairs of shoes and look Mm -hmm. at it objectively, or, you know, step into their shoes for a little bit because maybe they had the worst upbringing you can possibly imagine. And that's how they survived was having the views that they have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just, you just don't know what somebody has been through. You really don't. You can have the most bubbly, nice person that you ever meet on the street and they had a horrible childhood, or you can meet the most cranky, irritable person in the world, and they had a, grew up in a mansion. We don't know how people lived before we met them. We don't know before that two seconds before we meet them who they are. We don't know. Yeah, and even siblings that grew up under the same roof are going to have different experiences of life, and they're going to be different people, and you know, like the siblings can't say, I know what my brother went through or know what my sister went through because they didn't walk in that person's footsteps, even though they were in the same house. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a very weird world to explore, but that's, that's one of the books that I'm working on. It, it that it's a very weird world at the same <laughs> time. It's something that we need to get out there because seriously, we are so broken because we don't take that two minutes to step into another person's reality. 
so true yeah so we're uh even in our families we don't take that two minutes right you know like why why are parents fighting with their kids about their views on the world you know it's Mm -hmm. let's stop and have a conversation (laughs) well i have an 18 year old who's autistic so her views on the world are all over the map (laughs) and it varies day to day but at the same time i'll go okay i don't agree with this view here are my views you can have your views and we'll meet in the middle somewhere and have a conversation about it but at the same time i'm not going to change your mindset you're not going to change my mindset so we're deadlocked but we understand where the other ones come from exactly (laughs) that's that's where you got to start from is just that common ground like where where can you find common ground Mm -hmm. and then move forward from there yeah see my daughter this we talk a lot about race or what's going on in politics because she's in high school and this is the time where those questions come into play i'm like I don't understand it. I don't. I wasn't raised with that mindset. So I don't understand. You were not raised with that mindset. That's why you're asking me something I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) I can't teach you something I can't understand. Go talk to someone that lives it and talk to them to get their perspective. I can't. Yeah. And if only so many, if so many people would take that, the responsibility of saying what you just said, Mm-hmm. to heart because everybody has an opinion about everything mm-hmm. and you know so often you have to look at at who you're talking to because if the person you're talking to has no experience with what they're giving you an opinion about their opinion is based on something that's probably invalid mm-hmm. you know you're not going to go to somebody who's living in a van for financial advice right you're going to go to the person sitting in the mansion <laughs> with lots yeah. and lots of money for financial advice. We're, we're going to go to Elon Musk for financial advice. We're going to yeah. go talk, talk to the person in the van about how the waves are on the beach. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, how do you, you know, how do you live in like a small space? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Yeah. Go talk to the guy in the van about living in a small space. Yeah. Cause there's plenty of people that have money, but they want to live in a van and travel. Great. Yeah. T- talk to the guy in the van. He knows all the tricks. Oh, yes. I had a wonderful friend growing up. Well, it was my grandfather's friend. He was a multimillionaire and he lived in his car. Yeah. That, that's what he did. That's how he loved to go. And that's how he traveled. And that was his joy in life. Exactly. It makes any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> growing up, even as an adult now, it doesn't make sense to me, but he was happy. That was his perspective. That was his life. And it was cool. Yeah. So people live how they want to live, but you know, when you need advice for something, you got to go to somebody who's experienced it themselves. There's some level of expert about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, that's just too often we go to the most convenient person for their opinion. And then we decide that that's fact. And that's, it's not a good way to live because. No. And a lot of times we go to the media and just because the media says it does not make it fact. It means it's their perspective. Exactly. Because they have a bias. They have a, a demographic that they need to entertain. They mm-hmm. need to give information to their demographics so their demographic stays so they can get ad revenue. So if they give the wrong information to their demographic and the demographic's like, whoa, don't tell me I'm wrong or I'm going to go to this other station that's going to mm-hmm. kind of feed my perspective, then yeah, it's 
is all Here. about the Benjamins. <laughs> Seriously. It is. It, it is. is. But the media does this. It's all about the Benjamins. But if you go to a person who lives it and we ask their perspective, then we actually get a true perspective for ourselves. We're not yep. going to change the world with one-on-one -on -one interaction. We will change our world because it's in our circle. Yeah. And the other piece to that is, you know, take what people say with open eyes, because if somebody's been through something and they're sharing their experience, they're probably going to do it from their perspective and less objectively to the whole situation. Um, you know, if somebody went through hardship and, you know, they're sharing their experience of the hardship, well, they're, they're probably going to play more the victim of this is, you know, stuff that happened to me, as opposed to a more objective view of this was the situation I was in. This is how I reacted. And, you know, I see what part I played and what I could have done differently. You know, that's more objective. That's more taking responsibility. And so sometimes you just have to, you have to listen to what somebody says, maybe get a second, third, fifth, 10th opinion mm -hmm. from somebody who's experienced it, some expert, mm -hmm. and then start putting all the pieces together and come up with your own conclusion. Right. But, you know, back to it. Sometimes we'll just take our best friend who's sitting next to us, ask their opinion. They've never experienced it, but they have an opinion. You take it as fact and then you move on. It's, and it's that may or may not serve you in the long run. So you got to, Got to know what you're looking for and, and do your best to find research. the answer. Yes. As <laughs> authors, we understand the research. As yes. general population, a lot of people don't understand the research. Yeah. Well, we're, we're looking for the fast and easy. Mm -hmm. That's our society. We want fast and easy. So fast, easy, and the internet's always correct. Well, yeah, because if you want to be correct about something, you'll find it on the web to be to back you up. <laughs> it will match your perspective on whatever you're talking about. Yeah. Nobody wants to read something that, you know, goes against what they, they believe. Of course. Why would we want to do that for? Yeah. We just sit there and roll. We, we read it. We roll our eyes and we're like, who came up with this crap? And yet that was the factual information and we're not willing to look at it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, yeah. I get this all the time. I'm like, Oh, Okay. I mean, even if you go back looking at facts from 200 years ago to today, you're going to go with whatever the quick and easy answer is versus the 800 pages of fact. <laughs> right. You want, you want the answer fast. So, hey, that looks like it matches my thoughts. Let's go with it. <laughs> okay. So where can our listeners and our viewers find you? I think the fastest and easiest way is to go to havingexpectations.com. Um, the, the first book we mentioned, What to Expect When Having Expectations, part of that whole upset process I was talking about. Um, I have a flow chart that's free. You can download it, put it on your fridge. And, you know, it's something that can remind you like those moments in time when you're upset, how to kind of work through it and, and find a little bit of peace rather than dwelling on it for years. We all need some inner peace. We all need to put project peace into our circles. <laughs> In there, we need to actually evolve as people right now. 
<laughs> exactly. So just another tool out there to help people out. Um, I, I think it's pretty amazing. I use it all the time. So. Right. And your books, your eBooks are under $2. So, I mean, it's not expensive. They're quick reads. They're there. They're tools. Use them. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. And to all of our readers and our viewers, happy reading.